Welcome to the Jumpstart Your Faith podcast channel, where you will receive the essential tools to take your faith to the next level. I am your host, Brian Ratliff, and I currently pastor Clearbrook Baptist Church in Roanoke, Virginia. Here is the latest message preached from one of our services. Grab your Bible, pen, notepad, and get ready to jumpstart your faith. If you got your Bibles, I'd like for you to take them and turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28 this morning. If you don't happen to have a Bible with you, uh, you're welcome and encouraged to use one found in the pew. Matthew chapter 28, we're going to read verses 1 through 8. And when you find your place there, go ahead and stand with me as we honor the reading of God's Word. Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 8. We'll do some responsive reading. I'll read the odd verses, and as a congregation, I'd like for us in unison to read the even verses. Matthew chapter 28, beginning with verse number 1, the Bible says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Everybody on verse 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him the keepers did shake, and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here, for he is arisen as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly, and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you, and everybody on the last verse, verse 8. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and how it is alive and forever settled in heaven. And God, we ask you right now, this moment, this day, this service, that you would empower me with your Holy Spirit. God, I ask that you would cleanse me from all manner of sin and use me this moment, this hour, as a vessel for your honor and glory. God, may you open up our hearts. God, may you open up our eyes. And God, may you open up our ears so we can receive your word this morning. For it's in the name of Christ we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. Today I want to label my thoughts with a statement. And this is the statement that if you walk away with anything, I want you to walk away with this one simple statement. Jesus surely died, but He's still alive. Jesus surely died, but He's still alive. By means of introduction, I want to ask you this question. What does Easter mean to you? You don't have to answer out loud, but just in your mind right now, what, what, is, what does come to your mind when you think of Easter? Is it, the, is it going down to the mall over in Valley View or Tanglewood and getting your picture with the Easter bunny? Oh, yeah. I could see some of y'all doing that. Or is it eating some of that nice good old peeps? I'm telling you, I, God knew what he was doing when he gave somebody the mind to invent those yellow and pink peeps. Can I get a witness in the house of God this morning? You will become my best friend if I find them on my doorstep tomorrow morning. <laughs> Just kidding. 
Do you think of the Easter eggs and the Easter egg hunts? Or some of the presents that we give on Easter? Or how about the nice, flashy new clothes? I see y'all. I see y'all this morning. Y'all look nice. No, it's not about the clothes. It's not about the, the eggs or the candy. And it's certainly not about the Easter Bunny. It's all about Jesus and how he died, but more importantly, how he's still alive. Church, you believe that Jesus is still alive? Say amen. amen. This morning, I want to ask and answer, what does Easter mean to me? And I want to share with you just very briefly. I'm not going to be long-winded today. We'll get out of here about 2 p.m. It'll be all right. <laughs> the first thought, I want to draw your attention to verses 1 through 5. It's this. Christ paid the penalty of sin in the crucifixion. Christ paid the penalty of sin in the crucifixion. Before we move any further, I want you to keep in mind that there's four gospel records. You have the Gospel of John that presents Jesus Christ as the... I know this is a review for most of you because I know you're great Bible scholars, but just let's review. The Gospel of John is presenting Jesus as the Son of God. How that, how, how that, that just simply means that He was exactly who He claimed to be. Remember in the book of Acts where the Ethiopian eunuch said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And if you believe that this morning, my friend, you're a child of the living God and you're on your way to heaven. But if you do not believe that this morning, then you're not a child of God in the sense of being born again. And so you need to get born again. The Gospel of John presents Jesus Christ as the Son of God. The Gospel of, of Luke presents Him as the Son of Man. And He was born of a virgin, the Bible says, Mary. And He lived and walked this earth just like you're living and walking on this earth today. The Gospel of Mark presents him as a servant, and his life was not for people to come and serve him, but his life was to come and serve others. And then in the, the Gospel of Matthew, it's an interesting picture here. It presents Jesus not as the Son of God, but that does not mean or negate the fact that he was the Son of God. It does not present him as the Son of Man, which does not negate the fact that he was the Son of Man, and it does not negate the fact that he was a servant in Mark. The Gospel of Matthew presents him as King. And he is king today, church. I hope he's the king of your heart. As we look at verse number one, the Bible leads us into the Sabbath day. According to our calendar, the last day of the week is the Sabbath day. That means Saturday's the Sabbath, not Sunday. Sunday's the first day of the week. And Sunday is the day that we set aside to worship the Lord Jesus Christ in honor of his resurrection. I know we place a special emphasis on Easter Sunday, but may I say this today? Every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. And we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ every single Sunday, 52 Sundays out of the year, not just 50, excuse me, not just one. Christ paid the penalty of sin in the crucifixion. Look at verse number one. It says, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the grave or the sepulcher. You know, I find it very interesting. A lot of people ridicule the Bible because they say that it is all about men and how it degrades women. I find it interesting that God did not choose to use the Apostle Paul. I find it interesting that God did not choose to use the Apostle Peter or Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John or any of the other apostles. Who did he choose to use to publish the gospel message for the very first time? It was two women. So don't ever think, ladies, that God cannot use you. We know about the resurrection today because two women were obedient to the voice of God and went out and shared the good news. The Bible goes on to say in verse number 2, And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. 
And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And I like verse number five. It says this. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, or do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. Say, crucify with me on three. One, two, three. Crucify. One more time, please. Crucified. Christ paid the penalty of sin in the crucifixion. You see, the reason why Jesus came and lived on this earth, as you probably know, so let's review. Jesus came so that he could place your sins and my sins and the sins of the whole world on the cross. And there he was butchered, battered, beaten, and bruised. And there, it was on that moment... That the wrath of God collided with the grace and mercy and love of God and we can now receive salvation. Every lie you've ever told, every lustful thought you've ever had, every sinful deed that you've ever done or thought or said was placed on the shoulders of Jesus Christ. And today we celebrate that fact. We celebrate the fact that Jesus paid it all and all to Him we owe. We celebrate the fact that even though he was completely beaten and, 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 and crucified in a manner of death that my mind and your mind cannot fully comprehend, we celebrate the fact that he did it for you and for me. Imagine the agony and the torment and the suffering he went through when they brought the cat of nine tails and started whipping him and beating him beyond all measure and summoning him to carry his cross to Golgotha. I've had the privilege, unlike not as many people, but to go and to sit right there in front of Golgotha. And I'm telling you, Golgotha's a real place. And I'm telling you, Jesus was a real man. And I'm here to tell you, the Bible is a real book. And it talks about how Jesus went to Golgotha, the place of a skull, for you and for me. That's what Easter's first of all all about. But now may I share with you, secondly, what it means to me? As I read verse number six, I wrote down this thought. Remember, Jesus surely died, but he's still alive. I wrote down, secondly, Christ defeated death, hell, and the grave in his resurrection. Christ defeated death, hell, and the grave in his resurrection. Look at verse number six. Remember the angel speaking, he just told the ladies and the lady, Hey, do not fear, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. And it says this, He is not here, for He is risen, as He said. I've shared this before, but I want to reiterate it today. When I went to Israel, there's two theories of where Jesus was buried. There's a Catholic church where some people believe he was buried right there where they put the Catholic Church. And then there's another place called the Garden Tomb where they think he might have been buried there. As I've looked at all and heard all the pros and cons of both sides, I leaned towards the Garden Tomb. And there I was at the Garden Tomb. And I walked around the Garden Tomb and I saw the place where we believe they buried his body. And so I just had to check. I walked into that grave and I looked in there and I took a picture. I'll even show it to you on my phone. There was nobody there. Jesus wasn't there. And may I share with you something? You know, you can go to your grandfather's cemetery or your great-great-great-grandfather. By the way, my great-great-great-grandfather, he was a pulpit-slapping, foot-stomping, uh, vein-popping-out kind of preacher way back in West Virginia. So it's running in my blood. But anyways, you know, you can go to any grave. You can go to Muhammad's grave. 
You can go to Buddha's grave. You can go to anybody's grave and you're going to find their body. But if you go to Jesus' grave, give God the glory. He is not there because He's risen as He said. I knew what the Bible said here in Matthew 28, but I just had to see it for myself, church. So I walked right in there, took a little video and a picture and walked right out and I lifted up my hands and said, Thank you, God, for rising from the grave. He did it for you and for me. He defeated death. I, as I look out of this auditorium, I, I see that death has hit us all. One way, shape, or form. And the longer we live, I've learned the more death we're going to experience. But I'm so thankful today that because Jesus rose from the grave, we can conquer death too. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the resurrection chapter, the Bible says, O death, where is thy sting? And O grave, where is thy victory? We have victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Did you know death cannot separate you from God's love? It cannot. Did you know one day, unless we are raptured away, we're all going to experience death. You ever think about how you want to go? <laughs> I'd like to go peacefully in my sleep. Two things in my life that I wish. I wish I do not, I do not want to die in a fire or I do, and I do not want to drown. So God knows I'll probably do both at the same time. <laughs> But I'd like to go out of here in my sleep and go away peacefully. But you know, we've overcome death already. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And if you believe in me, you will never die. But not only did he defeat death, he defeated hell. You see, I wish, I wish I could take the Bible and just pull out all the parts about hell. I wish I could just interpret in my own lens and say hell is just, it's like a place of purgatory to where you can graduate out of. But I've read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I've looked at all the theories. I've looked at the words. I've looked at it in, in extensive detail. And, and you know what I came to find out? That there is a literal physical place called hell. And it's a place where people spend all eternity separated from the existence of God. I know we talk about how the Bible says in Luke 16 how it's a place of, of weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and a place of torment. But I believe the greatest torment about hell is the fact that you will never see the presence of Jesus Christ forever again. The Bible says death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire. But because of Easter, death does not haunt me. And hell does not have me. And neither does the grave. Christ defeated death, hell, and the grave in his resurrection. May I share with you, in verse number 7 and 8, a third thought. What does Easter mean to me? It means Jesus surely died, but he's still alive. It means that Christ paid the penalty of sin in the crucifixion. It means Christ defeated death, hell, and the grave in his resurrection. But then thirdly and finally, I wrote down this. Christ is calling His church to share the news of salvation. Christ is calling His church to share the news of salvation. I know that I'm unlike many of you. I actually, I'm very thankful and blessed. I get paid to tell people about Jesus. Uh, it can't get any better than that. <laughs> I'm telling you, it can't get any better. Uh, I appreciate your prayers when I, I flew out to L.A. and I finally made it there and made it back, thank God. But when I'm on the flight, I, it's my goal to try to, to try to talk to the person beside me about Jesus. And so I got on this flight 
from Charlotte, North Carolina, going to L.A., and I, I sat down and sat, behind, sat beside this gentleman. He ended up being 80 years old, and he was a retired pilot, and we had a nice conversation to begin with, and then we kind of, he started reading his book, and, and I started doing my thing. And they brought the food out, and uh, I noticed that the lady asked, did I want a sandwich or, or hummus with some chips? And I chose a sandwich, and he chose hummus. I said, my man, I got it now. <laughs> I said, by the way, uh, I, I got this crazy story to tell you about, about hummus. I went to Israel back in 2016, and I was with a group of pastors. And there was this old pastor. He was from the deep south of Georgia. And uh, he, he was a, a big fella, <laughs> not a skinny guy. And he got off that flight. We were in Israel. He said, guys, that was the worst mashed potatoes I ever had in my life. <laughs> And I walked up to him, I said, hey, brother, uh, that was hummus, <laughs> not mashed potatoes. <laughs> and I told that to, to the guys there and, that were sitting beside me. And now I begin to proceed and, and say, hey, hey, by the way, uh, have you ever been to Israel? And he started talking about how he was at Israel and how he was the son of a Baptist minister. And I said, oh, okay, that's good. Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God like he said he was? And he said, I don't talk to people about religion and politics. I said, all right, have a nice day. <laughs> now, we went on to continue to talk, and I share with him how I've studied people from all over the spectrum, people who deny the Bible and people who fully embrace the Bible. And I shared with them all that stuff, and I share it with you today to simply say this, is that God is calling us to share the news of salvation. You don't have to get a sign out and hold it up in the air and go on a street corner, although they pretty fun to do but all you got to do is tell somebody about Jesus in fact we're also called to tell people that he's coming again remember that verse in John it says I have gone to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you into myself he said he didn't say it just in any old place but he said a mansion a mansion now I've just got to share this with you um, I, I got to go to Beverly Hills May I say that again, just for my own sake? I was in Beverly Hills last week, and I got to ride around and walk around, and, and, and I went into the Rolex store. And I said, man, those watches are nice, until I saw the fact that it was $26,000. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then I went to the Lamborghini dealership, and never in my life did I want a car so bad. <laughs> the water was coming out of my everywhere. <laughs> I wanted it that bad. And I saw the price. $550,000. Oh, man. <laughs> in Beverly Hills, I saw a house for sale, and it was a little bit bigger than the house I'm in. It was a 2,900-square-foot house. Not 29,000, excuse me. 2,900-square-foot and uh, they wanted five and a half million dollars. So I instantly realized, man, I'm broke as a joke. <laughs> man. There's no flashy car. There's no house in Beverly Hills that compares to the place that God has prepared for you and me. Today I'm thankful. That even though I may not be able to afford to live in Beverly Hills or own that nice Lamborghini, I have a greater place in heaven. And I get to walk on the 
on the, on the street of gold and look out and see the crystal sea and sit back and relax and worship the Lord Jesus Christ for all eternity. That's what Easter means to me. It means that Jesus surely died, but he's still alive. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Jumpstart Your Faith podcast channel. As a token of my appreciation for you listening today, I would like to give you my free ebook devotional called Jumpstart Your Faith 30 Days to a Renewed Faith in Christ. Just go to www.pastorbrianratliff.com to download it. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast channel to listen to more messages like today's. And if these messages have been helpful to you, please leave a review. If I could be of any help in your spiritual walk, please let me know by emailing me at pastorbrianratliff at yahoo.com. And one last thing, if you're in Roanoke, please consider joining us for one of our worship services at Clearbrook Baptist Church. Until next time, may God's blessings be upon you and have a great week.